The Nine of Cups is a card of satisfaction, wishes coming true, and feeling on top of the world. Hmm. When this card appears, it is likely that you are feeling really good, or you are going to be feeling really good very soon. If you have a wish, spend some time visualizing what you want to help you make the steps towards it. And I just fucked it up. <laughs> uh, help you take the steps towards making your dreams a reality. This card could also represent feeling like you have it all. Beware that you are not coming across as smug or a braggart to others. Okay. I like it. <laughs> it's, it's pretty accurate for people who already know you, Dave. Uh, I'm sure it'll be even more apparent as the show goes on. Welcome to Fucky Tarot Lady episode 15. I'm here with Dave Haley. Thanks so much for inviting us over. And ah, thanks for coming. It's, thanks um, for coming. First things first, it's a lovely rumor. And is this like your study? Is this like your... The office, yeah. The this, office. Is, this is the office I share with my partner, Jules. Uh, we both, I guess you could say we timeshare it. Um, we both work remotely um, and try not to annoy each other too much. So, so when you say share, are you here at night time, like a night owl and she's here during the day or vice versa? Or uh, it really depends. really depends. Um, it, sometimes we work together in here on different things. Other times we just have different schedules. Um, she works for uh, a worldwide company. Her boss is based in uh, the Netherlands. So her schedule is pretty flexible. And my schedule, I'm not really sure what I do for a living. I do. <laughs> I just try to get by and work a lot of the time on, on yeah. laptops, either here or various cafes around the, the city. See, this is something that I really like about you, Dave. You're very modest about what you do. Um, you once described it as just doing lots of emails. Um, yeah, glorified travel agent, <laughs> pretty much. So tell the listeners, for listeners, if there are people listening who don't know who you are, Dave, but I feel like my listener base should be pretty like, well, this is about time this happened, by the way. But also, tell, tell the listeners what you do. Well, what, I guess, is your main source of income now? Because um, I feel like you've got a couple of revenue streams coming in. Yeah, there's, that... there's a few different ones. I, I guess I'd call myself a musician first and foremost. Like, <laughs> that's my passion. That's what I spend the majority of my time doing. So that's uh, playing in bands. I'm playing drums primarily. Well, only. Let's, say, let's say what primarily. Else you, what else are you playing? I play guitar very, very badly. Yeah. Um, so there's not even... Yeah. I play drums. That's all I do. <laughs> uh, play drums in, in a few different bands. Psychroptic, uh, King, Ruins, Abremlin. Um, I started a new band called Werewolves, but that's another thing. Um Wow. Tour, tour as much as I can. Uh, teach drums. So, yeah, as as a quote-unquote musician, that's that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And to supplement my income slash another thing I enjoy doing, which is they go hand in, luckily hand-in-hand. Hand. I'm very, very fortunate. Um, I guess you'd call me a, a project manager for a, a touring agency. So um, I co-own... SWD presents. Uh, is that what you would call? Is that what we call it now? Yeah, I guess you would. Like uh, formerly direct touring and um, Soundworks touring. We both joined forces, and uh, we have 
yeah, to, uh, SWD Presents. So myself and uh, business partner Brad, uh, and we have the cool job of bringing our bands mm. and touring them around Australia and New Zealand and now Japan. Now, this is great because I think, um, listeners, please don't go back, but five years ago, we did do an episode of Key of Solomon with you on. Mm. There was a lot of great stuff. I re-listened to it today. The only reason why I say don't listen to it, not because it wasn't fantastic, which it was, just the sound quality was garbage. So let's just try and recap some of the best bits of like, it, it's like a... It's like a previously on, okay. you know, like, a, like a recap on <laughs> yeah. Netflix. So we'll just go through some of the main stuff, but then we'll try and keep it to the last five years. Because I feel like a lot's happened in five years. Cause yeah, definitely. you described touring bands as something that you kind of were dipping your toes into back then. And you were already doing it quite well. But now I feel like it's become a bit of a powerhouse. And now that you've merged, mm. it's got a new name. Um, you told a hilarious story about how it was direct came from... You saw it on an email attachment, but you thought it was... I thought it was a suggestion, yeah. but, but it wasn't. <laughs> and then they thought, yeah. So anyway, if you feel like listening, guys, you can. It's not the best, but let's just tackle this stuff now. So let's yeah. talk about how the merge happened. Mm. Literally, the merge happened. Um, I sent a, a picture of the Mayhem Demisterius live LP to Brad. Um, so I was just doing direct touring at the time. He was doing uh, Soundworks touring. They were going through some some changes there, uh, and I just said, "When are you touring these guys?" Because I wanted to see. I wanted to see him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just got the LP. I was like, "Oh, sick!" Uh, and the message I got back was, "Do you want to do it together?" Oh. And I was I was at first I was taken back because I'm like. Oh, yeah, that'd be sick, but that's not what I was fishing for. I just want to see the band live. <laughs> and for not do the work for once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then straight away, it's like, oh, wow, this could be really cool. Um, so that was about, that was early 2017. Um, Brad came over to Melbourne. We hung out for a bit. N- no agenda at all. Just like catching up, reconnecting as mates. Um and had you known Brad outside of touring world? Like, did you know him? Was he in bands or like... Was um, there- I've known Brad for, for years. Um, we were good mates and then we were stubborn for a little while and <laughs> butted heads for a little bit and then uh, reconnected in a, a super positive way and like our friendship and business relationship is better than ever. You know, it's... it's, it's um, yeah, I kind of pinch myself how things have gone with... Yeah, there we go. <laughs> like the <laughs> with card. The card. <laughs> things are going pretty good, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just with the, the touring business and, and... I don't have a real job as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, as I said, you know, I'm a glorified travel agent. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I've, it's doesn't feel like a real job. I work really hard at what I do because it's a, a privilege. Um, but it, yeah, it's also like, wow, fuck, okay. This is super cool. Is there like an air of gratitude when you wake up every morning or is, it, is there some day, there must be some days where you're like, ah, oh, fuck, and not as opposed to like every day is great, you know? Oh, like, oh no, of course, you know, you, you, you get the good. spectrum of everything. Yeah, that's right. I just want to make sure people listen most to the time like, oh, like, good. Most of the time it's pulling my hair and going, ah, oh, how do I fix this or that? But you know, um, when you step back, it's like, wow, it's pretty sick. Mm. Um, so I guess going back to how we joined forces, um, 
mid 2017. Uh, yeah, Brad came over, hung out. We talked a little bit with no agenda, um, and we said, "Well, let's let's do this Mayhem tour." Um, and I'm just trying to get the order of the chronology. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think the first one we actually did was the that one, the Napalm Death Bahiria Lockup Black Reno tour. That's the first one we did together. Um, Brad was already working on it and I had just finished another tour. I think the, I can't remember which tour it was. It's A funny, tour. <laughs> listeners, um, Dave is currently looking around this lovely office space with all of, I'm assuming these are all of your tours. Are there any of these that aren't your tours? On the um, no, these are all tours I've worked on or played on or, yeah, yeah. it's not an exhaustive lift, but it's, it's, there's a lot of posters cool. on the wall. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> There's a, you've done a lot. Um, yeah, I've got the ritual of it. As soon as the tour's done, I put it in the frame and then put it up. They can't go up before the tour has happened because that'll jinx it. it um, <laughs> but I can put it in the frame before the tour's finished. And a few of them, there's some there's some autographs on a couple here as well, which is cool. Yeah. Is, it, yeah. Like, is, that, a, is that a part of the tradition as well? Do you try? Or is it, do you feel no, weird being... I feel weird about it. The only band I've really fanboyed out because it was a bucket list band to tour was Emperor. Mm. Um, and I warned them I said listen dude I'm, I'm going to punish you on the last day I'm going to bring my shit down <laughs> you're going to sign it <laughs> and that's that and then how how does is it good to have warning oh, is that the one there is that the sign set list is that what you're talking about oh no I've got the sign set list I've got the sign box set <laughs> then I've got the sign tour poster and then the the signed kick drum skid <laughs> so there's a bit of punishment going on Minimal. It's like, here you go, guys. Yeah, you Sorry. don't just stand there. You just wander off, but come yeah. back and sign it for yeah. <laughs> Leave it in a Sorry, I'll, I'll come back. Do you guys need some more beers? <laughs> so that's... um. So so you do this Napalm Death Tour yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. and, and then, that was... I guess that was testing the waters. Um, we, for that tour, I guess we used half of my existing crew and then half of Brad's existing crew, which then came together and was like, well, this works really well. Let's keep doing it. Is it kind of like, um, you know, in the Simpsons where they go to Shelbyville and there's like a fake mill house and then there's like, <laughs> is it like when you met Brad's crew, were they kind of similar to your crew, but then there were like variations on the same kind of people? Uh, no, it was pretty much just the same people. <laughs> <laughs> you just used I'm the same to, yeah. people. <laughs> pretty much. I was uh, hoping they'd be like, you know, his his roadie would be kind of similar to Cam and there'd be like a dude similar to yeah. Ian and it'd be like, everyone would all have to like... It was basically Cam and Ian came over and then um, legendary TM Dizey took over the TM duties. Because right. I used to tour manage my own tours as well when I was doing direct, which was not my favourite job in the world. I'd do it, but if someone can do it better than me, fuck yeah. What kind of skills are needed to be a good... TM or tour manager for listeners if you're like what's a TM so, um, like, what, what do you need to do as a TM you just have it's not it's not a particularly hard job you just it's just very uh, it doesn't stop you know it, once the tour starts you're working from the start to the end so if mm -hmm. it's a week long two weeks long three weeks long it's like you're on the clock um, you're the problem solver every little issue it's you fix it you fix it. Uh, and Dizey is the perfect person for it. Um, I couldn't think of anything, anyone else that w could do it for as as well as he can for our tours. 
Is there anything that springs to mind? Like I don't want to put you on the spot or, or not have a story ready or anything, but is there is there something that like say you wouldn't be able to handle that Dicey could better than you or like something that you're like, whoa, I'm so glad I wasn't in charge when that went down, you know, like. Uh, I mean, as soon as I put my tool manager head up, I'm like, fucking sick. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll hand it over. He loves it. He loves it. Give it to the person who loves it and who's really good at it. Um, they should do it. Mm. That's it. <laughs> and what, what, what kind of, what clashes about that with you and your personality where you want to desperately take that hat off? You know, like, is it just that you like to have downtime? Is it that you like to not be clocked on all the time for three weeks or? Uh, I guess I like the preparation. I do a lot of the logistical side of things, um, the creative stuff, um, a lot of the back end stuff myself and Brad do. Uh, so our jobs are usually finished. If we've done our jobs correctly, our jobs are finished before the band arrives. Mm. Then it's up to the TM. It's like, you don't call me unless the plane crashes or something's completely fucked up. Don't call me. Uh, and and I'll come, you know, I'll come down to the shows and watch the shows and then I'll leave before the show's, you know, show's finished, people are packing up, see you later. Yeah. Um, that's the role I like. Do you feel like you can enjoy the shows when you are there or do you kind of feel like you want to poke around or help out? Or, or No, initially I did. I was like, oh, but I was just getting in the way. It's yeah. like, just let, again, let the people who can do the job better than you can, let them do it and just sit back and you watch be, the show. You sound like a great boss. Like, I feel like bosses listening should be like, take notes, less micromanaging, you know, step back, have it's, it planned. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think about it like that. But you know, if you're, if you've got the the right candidate for the job, they should do the job. Yeah, it's not your job; it's their fucking job. <laughs> Let them do it. You know. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why there's so many bosses out there that are like micromanaging everyone for everything. Like I've had heaps of experience of that in the past. It's yeah. like, yeah, exactly. Like you, you put me in this. You gave me the responsibility. Yeah, that's like, it. You know, sink or swim. Yeah. Find me if I suck. Don't don't just lord it over me. You know, like it's like do you do you want to do my job? You can if you like. I don't want to do their job. Um, I you know, Cam, our amazing stage manager, stage manager guitar tech. Um, I don't want to be fucking changing strings, messing around with things. I don't. I have no business yeah. poking around in. Or Ian, I'm not going to go to the mixing desk and <laughs> twiddle knobs that. <laughs> I have zero knowledge about what they do. I'm I'm glad that you say that. So Cam, oh that's a that's a train. Um, Cam has already been on the show and talked a little bit about his, you know, work within this realm. I was actually chatting with Ian on Saturday oh, awesome. night after yeah. the. Uh, ha- how do you? I don't want to say perturbator. Perturb- let's, let's run with that. <laughs> what do you say? Just for the record, so I don't sound like an idiot on this podcast. Oh, I don't know if it's pr- pronounced correctly. I say perturbator. Cool. Per- perturbator. Per- perturbator. Whatever. Whatever. Sure. whatever. Uh, whatever you want to call that it. That cool so, band. A cool. Yeah, it was It was a great night, by the way. Like, mm. were you happy with the... With the yeah, it was wild. Like, great show. Um, everyone seemed to really enjoy it. Mm. Good vibes. Zero hassles. That's what you want. You yeah. know, venue was happy. Band was happy. Good punk, mishmash punk. of people as well. Yeah, like, it was great. It was great. Yeah, it's like everyone mixed together was killer. Yeah. Mm, very cool. So while chatting with Ian there after the show, he had a very similar, I guess, outlook on this whole profession, much like Cam and much like you. It's like, it's not that hard. Like, you just don't fuck things up. But when things go bad, 
you mm. got to just kind of like swoop in and fix it and then that's, that's it. it like that's, that's all it. you need to do and i was like oh, that's really nice it's it always seems like modesty but then maybe it is just actually not that hard because well, everyone seems to be just turn up to work get the job done that's it you know and practice yeah practice um ian once said to me and this is i use this quote all the time it's the best if you panic you're fucked so that's like my life motto so it's like cool just if you panic you're fucked yeah words to live by yeah um now we've jumped all over the place here but i feel like we've uh covered a bit of ground already Mm. so far i have some notes i'm gonna quickly yeah sure grab them um and just essentially go through some of the best stuff that i uh essentially the best best of of the previous podcast right <laughs> greatest hits yeah the greatest hits we're just going to recycle this guys so if you've already if you've gone out of your way to go listen to that and come back i'm sorry for the next 10 minutes so the things i found really interesting that i thought i'd bring back for this one and we thought maybe touch it with a couple more user experience or maybe life stuff um both your parents were teachers yes um one of them still is mm-hmm. uh and my dad actually retired as a teacher and went back as a groundskeeper at the same school that he was at? No, a different school, but oh, okay. um, yeah, they're awesome though, but both still love working hard, still like what they do, do a lot of traveling around the world. Yeah. So that you, you ended up just like your parents, essentially. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're, so they're yeah, hardworking, they're traveling a lot, they're, yeah. they're teachers, they, they like passing on knowledge, like that's something that I Yeah, just sharing, you know, yeah. sharing. Um, I think... I really haven't sat down and had a philosophical discussion with my dad about it. Like, why'd you give up teaching? I think from, I think he got to a point with it where he, he liked the teaching aspect, but didn't like all the behind the scenes, red tape and bureaucracy and bullshit. Um, so he's, he plays his cards pretty close to his chest. Mm. So still loves working. So let's go back and do some, do some cool shit during the day, you know? <laughs> And what did he teach specifically? Like, what was his... He was English and social science. Um, and then I think he finished out his career as a principal or vice principal at one of the schools. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then what about your mum? What did she teach as well? Uh, she teaches primary. So at the moment, she resigned as a full-time teacher and then went back as a part-time slash relief teacher. And ironically slash awesomely um gets paid pretty much the same yeah. for, for doing a quarter of the, the work which high risk is very smart high, high reward <laughs> yeah well, there's no risk uh, she just takes the work if it's there if not they travel that's amazing yeah, and where are they going to do you get to give them like hot tips about places where you've been as well like initially yes because uh, we actually started touring a psychoptic um before they'd started traveling. So we were going to all these countries and they were getting a little bit jealous. But they're probably caught up by now and maybe even surpassed us. I don't yeah. know. We have to sit down and f- compare notes. <laughs> uh, but uh, I've got an older brother that lives in the UK. Yes, Alistair. I remember yes. you mentioned him in the previous podcast. Yeah. He's a high power- Is he still a high-powered lawyer? Um, I don't know if he was ever a lawyer, but he works for a, a big... He works for KPMG. It's a big company i'm not really sure what they do to be honest <laughs> just, i know no, they're massive um, high powered dude in a suit running around um last time we talked about it because i've always been fascinated i think we fascinate each other because we don't know each other's realms and it's so it's a, 
so polar opposite. Mm. So we really don't know what each other does. Um, I, I caught up with him last year in London, um, and he I think he works in film financing, oh. like the the legalities and all the behind the scenes stuff for film yeah. financing that's what I got right at the end I was like so what do you do are you the dude when shit goes wrong you've got to fix it and he's like yeah oh like, okay. okay cool we'll leave it there that sounds kind of like you know like that sounds like a world that's pretty similar to something you could understand as well like you yeah have, project have manager that- yeah it took me a long time to realise that I'm a, just a glorified project manager mm. um, so oh, maybe he's that as well I don't know <laughs> I, yeah, from all reports, he's very good at his job. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say you did mention on the previous podcast that he, he looked over some of the contract stuff that you had, but he was like, back in the day, yeah. yeah, he didn't get it either. He was, was like, like, this is no, nah, this is a, this is at a level that um, I'm way above. <laughs> so he just thought that he didn't get it. He was just like, <laughs> oh, well, he, I'm not dealing with this. He was just like, this doesn't make sense for all these reasons. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been over in the UK for how long? Like, is he just, did he pretty much move there, like, after school? Um, or? I think he's, he's he's done two stints there. Um, he's got permanent residency there. Him, his wife, and daughter. Uh, I think there must be second stint, maybe going on eight, nine years, something wow. like that, yeah. So, he's definitely, that's his home. And then, how old's, do you say daughter? Yeah, yeah. How old is she? She would be about nine, I think. So, like, at, that, at this stage, does she know that, like, her uncles are, like... These brutal metal dudes? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> When's that we're not We're not brutal. <laughs> but as in like, I mean, I know you're not brutal. I'm talking to you now. You're lovely. But like, you know, it's just to hear Psychroptic or something or Ruins or King or any of that stuff. It's like, yeah. whoa, that's... I don't think there's any interest from, from that side. <laughs> hey, you don't know. You might get a call for we'll like see. door spots in a couple of years. Sure, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent. As many as you need. Um, <laughs> what else have I written here? Um, well, I think that was funny because you were talking about how you and Joe both teach on top of your parents. I thought that was a fun little, uh, yeah, I get, it's a fun little thing that just ended up happening, right? Definitely. Um, we've kind of both, I guess, to some degree phased it out a little bit. Um, I only teach a very small, quote unquote, select group of people I enjoy teaching, you know, so I'm not really chasing it I'm not trying to get as many students as I can mm-hmm. um, I love new students I love getting new students I love teaching but I c- couldn't do it full time it just it would um, just drain the love for the, the instrument mm. out so the students that I resonate with and they resonate with my teaching style awesome you know? but I'm not going to be going to primary schools or secondary schools and trying to teach you know 30, 40 kids, that's... That was that, that on the cards for you at some point? No, no, definitely not. No, no. <laughs> if all but, this doesn't pan out, I'm going to go to a school. And <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, and I think Joe, he enjoys teaching less. See, I still love it, but, you know, I could probably do five students in a week and that's me done. Mm. You know? um, that's, that's all I'd really want to do. Uh, I think he does one or two or... Yeah, his main thing is recording engineering. Mm. Which again, uh, 
on the previous podcast, that was something that kind of started at the same, like, you know, or it started a little bit earlier, but as that's progressed, that's become more and more of a thing now. Like, yeah, that's pretty much his job now. Yeah. So, Psychoptic and recording, and he actually plays drums in a cover band. That's that's his job. Wait, he plays he plays drums? Yeah, he's a phenomenal drummer. Oh. Yeah, it's infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, because... On my next page of notes, which is something I want to talk about, we can jump into it right now because that's a good segue. I wanted to know a little bit about the brotherly dynamic between you and Joe because it's like, like, you know, you just said that's infuriating. He's a good drummer. He's always doing stuff. Like, how, how do you guys operate? Like, how do you hang out? Like, do you guys hang out like brothers or is it more like business or... Oh, it's definitely as brothers. Um, yeah, we enjoy each other's company, um, but also as bandmates as well. And... The thing is, that's all we've known. You know, we've always played in bands together, so it's not like it's this strange, weird, new thing. Um, so people are, uh, ask quite a lot, oh, what's it like? And it's like, well, I don't know, it's just like playing in a band with your brother. Um, it's, I guess we can be a little bit harsher and a little bit more honest than you could with people who aren't family in your band. Like, you can just be like, that last take was dog shit. Like, well, that's what that's what I'd expect from any engineer. Yeah. But an engineer that doesn't know me might sugarcoat it, but I want someone, you know, hypothetically, if I'm recording and it's a dog shit take, like, stop at mid-take. Like, don't wait to the end and say, yeah, that's okay, but I think you could do it better. Like, you're just wasting both of our times. Mm. Just scrap it. Delete it. <laughs> Let's try it again. Um, and Joe, like, I quite enjoy recording and tracking with Joe, working with Joe because of that dynamic. He knows my playing as well. Uh, so if he thinks I could do something better, if, if if I thought it was okay, but he thinks I can do it better, then cool, okay. You know my playing, I can, I can do it better. Mm. Um, and just trade ideas and things like that. Vice versa, vice versa. Like there might be some riff that I think sound a little bit better with this added that added um so there's yeah a little bit information can flow a little bit freer between us mm. um and i don't mind ringing him up and nagging him to get shit done um <laughs> and yeah whereas usually would you be a little bit hesitant to nag people but when it's your brother you're like ah, oh, it's just joking. yeah i guess like this is our main bands i guess yeah, yeah. we could say that uh, and it does, it is our job, part of our job as well. So it's like, someone's got to be the, the project manager. So mm. it's like, we've got to get some shit done so we can get our back back out on tour and pay our rents. Yeah, of course. Um, and then, so with Joe, is he younger than you? Are you the middle child? I'm the middle, Joe's the youngest. Yeah. And Alistair's the oldest, yeah. So how did... um. You, on the previous podcast, talked about getting into metal by seeing like Metallica back patches on people's jackets, like walking around the streets of Tasmania. Um, how did that translate when, you know, you're a middle child trying to hold on to something like heavy metal that you're discovering? Are you sharing that with Joe or is like, you can't listen to this yet? Or like, was there any of that kind of stuff going around the house back in the day? Uh, well, we actually, growing up, shared a room together. Oh, so there's no escaping it. So it's like, well, I'm, I'm playing this. <laughs> So kind of by default, um, I got into it first and then as I was learning drums, I was like, maybe you should learn guitar. I would so you had that project management vibe going on from a very early age that you were already Inadvertently, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I'd go and buy the tab books, the Metallica tab books. You go, you're learning guitar, learn this. <laughs> really? Yeah. Was that intense? Um, it wasn't forceful. It was like, you like this? You're learning guitar? Let's, you like this music? Let's it's play not it. forceful, but I did spend my hard-earned money <laughs> on this book, so you should, you should Well, we both know. get benefit from it, you know? It's like, I want to play these songs. I want someone to jam with. Learn the songs and let's jam. Wow. Yeah. Has, have you guys ever like dissected that years later and be like, wow, what if I never, like, what if you never gave him that book? Like, would he, Chickeny would have eventually picked up guitar or would that have happened? Oh, it definitely would have, I think. Um, we came from, well, the majority of my schooling was at Tasman District High School, which is a regional school in southern Tasmania. It's about an hour and a half from Hobart. So a very small school. Um, and part of it, I guess, looking back, luckily the, the class sizes were very small and there was a compulsory element of music. So those two things combined, I think it was always going to be inevitable that even if I didn't give him the books and encourage it, that he would have either played guitar or played something else. Yeah. yeah. So, But you, you can't really go back and say, what if it's... Are you didn't like, happen you know are you a believer in that like things kind of happen for a reason or that you know like that this kind of was always bound to happen like there's no free will you know like this oh, is all, like where do you stand on that kind of thing i mean you have to make things happen definitely mm. i i guess i'm open to a lot of people's theories but i definitely don't look back and say oh what if or if only i'd done that you know if i catch myself doing that it's like Move on. Move mm. on, it's done. Just fucking deal with it. Move on. So I'm not very big at reminiscing. Let's go, let's keep going. You're, you're too focused on the future and not... Oh, the present about. and the future. Yeah. Um, learn from past, learn from past mistakes, but don't beat yourself up if you completely fuck something up or like, oh, fuck, if only I'd done that. If only I had bought, bought Bitcoin when it was one <laughs> cent. <laughs> um, all that sort of stuff, you know, you, you living in the past. Learn from your mistakes. Yeah, invest in the next Bitcoin. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Put it onto your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also wanted to ask, on top of the, the family dynamic, like there's a lot of high achieving in your... It, so it's just the three brothers. Yep. You've got high power over in London and you've got you two being in one of the biggest metal bands in Australia. That's pretty fair to say, right? Psychoptic's massive, yeah? I, don't, I know you're a modest guy, but... Um, we do okay. Yeah? We're not huge but um you've got a dedicated we've, we've got fan a de base. yeah yeah we're very lucky to have very dedicated fans mm. yeah so like where do you think that drive comes from from all three of you kids like ended up you know doing doing some doing some good stuff uh our parents really fostered us finding the things we we're into and just go and do it if you're going to do something just do it well just make sure you enjoy it so there was n zero pressure environment and i think that fostered it um you know they're definitely not in to the music but they can appreciate what we do and they didn't try to talk us out of it they're like yeah. okay that's great that's great you, you've got a death metal band and you want to play some gigs awesome just do Be it well safe. do it well wear earplugs <laughs> don't drink drive um wow so yeah by standing back and just letting us find the things we're into, 
that was the best support you can have. Um, they definitely didn't, um, you know, def definitely didn't spoil us, but we never wanted for anything either, you know? Um, mm. So it was a very good balance, very good balance. Yeah. And it sounds like, again, there's a bit of a parallel that it sounds like how you kind of operate, how you project manage. It's like, stand back, you know? Stand back, yeah. Give, yeah. Them, <laughs> give them some space and then... Yep. It's very, it's interesting. It's some interesting Yeah, so you just got to get out, of, get out of your own way and then get out of your own ego's way as well. You know, you, you want to think you're amazing at something. You want to think you're the best at something. Sometimes you just got to accept the fact that you're average at it and someone can do it better. And if you can support that person doing it better, everyone's, everyone's going to win, you know? Mm. It's like that. It's like the rising tide lifts all ships. So it's sure, like, let's go with that. You know that saying? So it's like if, if, if you're worried, it's like, well, let's all just enjoy this thing. And mm. then if, if I'm enjoying that or if I'm going to step aside, then we can all just... Everyone comes up together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But whereas if you're going to try and start, you know, oh, no, I'm going to try and step in the way of this. Or, yeah. No, no one wins from that. Oh, exactly, yeah. Um, so that's fantastic. Um, I also really liked that when we last spoke, you talked about The War of Art, the book. Oh, yes. And how that yes. completely... You, you turned pro after you read that book and then that's yeah. what kind of started this whole uh, enterprise. Definitely, yeah, yeah. It's Stephen Pressfield, amazing book. Mm. Um, I was actually talking to a student about it this morning. Oh, really? Um, that I, hadn't, I haven't read it for a long time. I was like, wow. I'm really into audiobooks because um, I like it when someone reads to me rather yeah. than me the same. <laughs> sitting down and trying to read. Um, so I, I'm waiting for the audio version of it. Yeah, uh, I haven't checked lately. Maybe, maybe it's maybe, maybe it's, it's out. on Audible. Yeah, yeah we'll go yeah. check it out. I will. I definitely will. Um, yeah, amazing book. Yeah, yeah so that was, I found that really interesting because I at the time had actually it had been a gift from Matt Cleary like about a couple of months earlier mm. when that podcast happened, and I read it and I um, got to the third part where it gets a bit woo woo, and I was a bit like oh, I don't know, and I stopped, and then I just started picking it up again because I'm. A similar thing to what you were talking about. You were saying that you were already doing those things that you were doing, but then you made a conscious decision to do them and that's when things kind of clicked. Mm. And uh, I've been going through a similar thing recently where like with this podcast and some of other endeavors that I'm working on where it's like they're already kind of happening, but you start to make this click in your mind where you're like, oh no, no this is what I am doing. And yeah. then it it's funny because it's the same, but it totally, feels totally. different. You know? Yeah, it's like it's the catalyst and it's the simple fact of naming it. Um, my drum students, I try to reinforce straight away that you're a musician now. This is what you do. Mm. You don't just play drums. You have to... Um, just giving it the, the name and the title just elevates it. And I think something like The War of Art and um, Turning Pro, it, it brings things forward. It says, you know, you are a professional. So act like one. Think like one. You know, become one. Mm. Um, so yeah, you might be already on the path. You just need someone to put the shoes on so you can keep walking. Yeah, and I, I just really I I like that, and I was glad that you mentioned that book because it's it kind of runs a thread through a lot of people that when they talk about their success or something like oh yeah well, they just started doing this whether they read the book or not it's a similar thing it's like there's that click moment in their mind where they go oh I'm just gonna do this now yeah like, this is like this is the thing that I'm doing now yeah yeah. yeah. And how, and how do you feel like since that moment um, that would have been, you know, years ago now, mm. I think it was like 2000 and I think you mentioned it being like 2013 or something. So, yeah, I think it was 2000, 
maybe even 2011. Some somewhere, but yeah, I remember. I don't remember the time, but I actually remember the moment. Just sitting on my couch at the time, feeling, I guess, a little bit sorry for myself. Um, just being like, no, fuck, this is this is what you do. Like, you know, quit all your other jobs because you're already getting enough. You're already getting by. So get rid of all the other distractions and try to get by a little bit better just by doing things you love doing. Yeah. So time to work hard. So whether that was 2011 or 13, you have worked very hard since then. And there's Try to. there's lots of tour posters all over the walls, you know. Like at the time you were saying you were, you were bringing out a few bands a year. How many bands are you bringing out now? Like I feel like every time I'm at Max Watts, there's posters for more of your gigs. Um, it's between... I would say between ten and ten and fifteen a year. Wow! Um, and that's well, you know, you join two companies together, myself and Brad, and we're both pretty motivated workers. <laughs> um, we just like we love putting packages together, and there's, I guess, there's an there's an abundance of things we want to do and a finite amount of time and when you say finite amount of time do you mean like in the year or do you mean like just all just in in how long it takes in general yeah each year each month life in general you know we can't do everything you know we can't be all things to all people so we have to pick and choose um but we can do, you know, we've figured out we can do 10 to 15 comfortably. We're not burning out the market. We're not burning out our crew. We're not burning ourselves out. And we're still enjoying it. Um, yeah, wow. But, you know, we might get to a stage where it's like, you know, I was thinking about it the other day. It's like, well, at some point, myself, Brad, all of us are going to have to realize that we need some younger blood coming in. So we might need to get some, find the next generation of young enthusiastic people to bring in and carry the torch on. Wow. So who knows? I don't think, who knows? Like <laughs> that's hopefully a while away, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. But you know, there's, there's going to be a point where the bands that I like. Yeah. They're not, they're not, they're not cool grandpa. They're not the bands that other people like. <laughs> uh, and financially, if we can keep, bringing out all the bands that we like, which we are fortunate enough at the moment. Yeah. Cool, let's keep doing it. But if we start losing lots and lots of money, then unfortunately, it's the end game, you know? Yeah. Um, wow. That's things to think about. How long are you thinking, like you said, you know, there's a finite amount of time. How often are you thinking about your kind of, your downfall in a way, like um, the, the the end moment? Not at all. Not oh, at all, good. really. Not at all. It's, of course, I view it as project management. It's a project. So every tour is a short project. So it might only last between six, you know, from the initial discussions and agreements, might be six, eight, nine months, or it could be as short as four months. And then as soon as the last gig's done, the project is done. So it's, Finite, that you know, that's one area of the. So it would be hard for you to not think about the finality of 
most things when you're thinking about it from like a small scale to a mid scale to an even like you know to a life scale you know yeah it's kind of strange I as best as I can it's always a battle you try to live in the moment and be present but part of my job I have to be thinking months slash years ahead mm-hmm. to plan everything out so sometimes it's a very strange headspace to get in it's a fantastic segue into your headspace because I wanted <laughs> to talk a little bit about uh, you know people describe you a lot as like a, a zen like figure you know like which is uh, you you scoff but it's <laughs> but it's true like and we had Andrea uh, Daniel just recently on the <laughs> podcast and she talked about how you're a very zen kind of teacher and very calming and a bit of the job not only is teaching drums but you know keeping it keeping it cool you know so how do you how do you kind of manage that do you meditate you're, you're into floating right I think we've talked about yep, that yeah uh, I guess my main form of I guess self-therapy would be uh, running like exercise I, I have to exercise every day when you say have to is it like a compulsion for, for just what? just so I feel normal um so it could be cardio it could be weights although at the moment i'm not doing any weights it's oh it's yes more cardio cardio um yeah I, I i run a lot maybe f- four to six times a week um that's the first thing i do in the morning usually when it's still dark uh, do you wear like some kind of protective high vis or any, any <laughs> I should. lights let's say i should i do not unfortunately Touring metal bands and playing in metal bands, most of your wardrobe is black. <laughs> so <laughs> these these stripes, these white stripes on my track pants. Yeah, they're gonna keep you keep you visible. Um, Sam Dillon from Low and Hadelmore was recently on the show, and he coined the phrase. Oh, it's probably already exists, but he used the word Jim Goth. And I was like, oh no, I sent him a photo after the podcast and I was like, is this classified as Jim Goth? And it was like me wearing like an old band shirt and like black shorts and like black little runners he goes yeah That's you're on thin ice mate and i was like oh no yeah, yeah. We, need to, we need to do some color <laughs> to the gym you yeah, know exactly yeah so we'll get you like a high vis top you can go running in it people people won't miss we'll it. see yeah we'll see <laughs> maybe <laughs> like, we're gonna print some merch that's high vis you know yeah 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 well fortunately the the bike path around here is I'm not going to say well lit. You can see. Let's just say that. You oh, can and see. if it's a bike path, cars can't hit you. It's only going to be a bike. Yeah. You'll be fine. It's only me that trips over every once in a while. <laughs> so, so you run every day? I try to. Not every day, but as much as I can. So like that's six, four, four wet times a week. That's heaps. <laughs> like I don't, I don't run that much. Like that's yeah, it's just I really like it. Mm-hmm. I do most of my thinking out there. Um, so usually I run for about 40, 40 minutes to an hour. Wow. And then I'll come back, put a timer on a stretch. And then uh, after that, I'll put a timer on and write down all the ideas for the day. That came out while you were kind of running? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what are they usually? Is that like get, um, collect things? Or it could be anything. Or, yeah, it could be anything. just so all the things I, you need to get I, done. I put it in a, a daily planner and it's just dot points that I have to do. You know, go to post office, send contract... <laughs> come up with idea for this that sort of thing you know mm-hmm. it's whatever brainstorming happened and when that page is done do you just turn the page the next day or do you rip it up do you do you like no, toss no, them just, out is it's, it oh oh <laughs> very exciting 
Is it something tactile about you the crossing see the, things off? The, the sweat. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. The pages are warped. Uh, yeah, it's like as soon as you cross something off, it's done. Yeah. And if I don't cross it off, it's like well, I've got to work on those things. Um, yeah, just literally, that's it. Some days there's more ideas than others. Yeah. And some days don't get crossed off at all. Oh, what was happening on that day? Did you get that stuff done or not? Uh, this is January. Some of it, yeah. Some this, of is, it. this is January 10th for the listeners, so you know. <laughs> I won't let you read that because <laughs> I'm still working on that one. <laughs> it could be a future tour, but that's oh, that's great. That's exciting. So, is that uh, some of the things that will come out as well? When you think like, oh, what about this band? Or they should tour with this band. That'd be great. Yeah, all like, that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Any any of the ideas that I've grabbed out of the abyss. Hmm. Very interesting. Well, I'm loving the little run through of your morning. Can we continue this routine? Yeah, sure. I'm sure lots yeah. of people would like to know what Dave <laughs> Haley's getting up to. So the timer for stretching and then timer for notes. And yep. then I'm assuming there's some emails. When do the emails happen? When do you check your email? Uh, usually straight away after that. Um, again, I, I like timers a lot because it reminds me to stay focused. I, I like, I'm a big, these days as well, like I turned 31 last December and that was like the year of being 30. And then like, that was, oh, I'm 30 now. And then it's like, what the fuck did you do with your 30? 30 the 30 to 31, I didn't do a whole lot. So in the last couple of months, I kind of like kicked my own ass. Mm. And that was my whole fear the whole time. Like the sand's just slowly dripping out. And it's like, what, what the fuck did I just do with that, with that year? So I'm also, I, I, I love, hey, Google set a timer for, oh, it's probably going to do that now. That it's that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? And then do that. Yeah. How do you set the timer? Is it just on your phone? 30 or minutes, it... bang, 30 minutes. Because mm-hmm. um, I can't focus for any longer than that. And I'll usually by mid 20 minutes, I'll be doing something else. And then the alarm goes off. It's like, oh, fuck, I should be doing that. Um, so usually that in the morning, um, Jules will be up, my partner, after then. Um... And then I try to get to the studio before the traffic gets crazy. So I'm either depends. I'll I'll either get to the studio between six a.m. or seven a.m. And oh, whoa! So wait, what time did you get up to do this dark jog? Uh, four, uh, quarter past four. Oh, we better clear out of here after this podcast. <laughs> you gotta go to bed. Getting soon. on the nod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's super. Okay. Cool. So no then- one's around. So getting up early like is a fucking game changer. Yeah. Because no one's around. And no one's going to annoy you. You just can focus on whatever task. Wow. So by 9 a.m., I've worked out, I've done my emails, and usually I've played an hour of drums. Okay, but what, what time are you going to bed, though? Like About mm, 9 p.m., I'm kind of getting on the nod. I'm falling okay. asleep on the couch. <laughs> we've, we've got 25 nine, minutes before we 9 to 10. <laughs> Depends. Every now and again, I'll inadvertently be forced to take a nap, afternoon nap on the floor. Like, ah, oh, I'm cooked. I'll set the timer for 15 minutes <laughs> and have a nap on the floor. I thought you were going to say 30, but you only get 15 for 15 napping. minutes, yeah. Yeah, good. Wow, that's amazing. So so you get to, how do you drum practice? Do you run through songs? Do you do like paradiddles or like... Really depends. Um, no, if, if I'm going to the studio, um, I've just got my kit set up, so I'm, I'm playing on the kit. I'm not really doing any rudimental practice so for drummers they'll know what rudimental practice is for other musicians it would be equivalent to doing scales uh technique practice i do that at home as you can see that's the setup here uh listeners it is two double kick pedals 
And uh, what's that? Like, is that practice mocking? pad? Just a practice pad. Yeah, it should be in the middle, but it's been moved out of the way. I was like, is that to mimic a like a little hi hat or something? I no, don't know. no, it's just that's there. I use it as a snare, mm-hmm. and then just a pile of technique books. Um, so if if when I go to the studio, um, just on the kit, usually doing songs, uh, usually either rehearsing sets that I have to play or working on new music. Uh, and it, same thing, I do the same thing. 30 minutes, when the alarm goes off, it reminds me to focus back in on what I'm doing because maybe I've wandered off. Where do you wander off to? Just mentally, like, you know. As in, you someone that checks his phone often? or like, oh, it could it, be it's, anything. It's, it just could be just... could be anything. It could be, you know, you're focused on a task and then another email comes in and it, it bumps you off course and you go somewhere else. Mm. Um, it could be anything, but... I just like the constant timer going off. Oh yeah, just to bring me back. I think I'm going to bug everyone in my life now by having a 30 minute timer going off all the time <laughs> for the same reason. Because I'm like, this is great. Like, yeah. it's, it's a great concept. I, I, it's not every 30 minutes, mm. you know, so it's not going off all day. But it's, but it's, it's when you need to get something it's done. Focused, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If, if there's a task, or I like destination places, as in the studio is a destination. I know that. I have to go and do an hour of practice there. So I've, I've left the home distractions and I've gone there. So by the time I'm there, I'm like, well, I've, I've made the fucking effort to get here, so let's do some work. Um, I'll come back. A lot of the times I actually like working from cafes because when I'm there, it's like, well, I'm, I'm here now, so let's do some work. Um... So what times this happen? This happen after. So you do your drum practice. You come back. Yeah, here. usually I'm, I'm I'm back here about nine thirty, ten o'clock, something like that. Mm-hmm. Depends, depends. Um, do a couple hours work in the morning, and then any sort of errand errands, and then afternoon could be some more practice, could be meetings, could be whatever, whatever. So. I tr- I try to keep my schedule quite open because then I can fill it with ideas and I'm not getting bogged down in stupid meetings that don't have to happen, like dumb shit that we think we have to do that wastes our time. Um, so yeah, my calendar and schedule is pretty free, but I do have to keep on top of that because with that freedom... Yeah, it could it could breed laziness. You could just sit on the couch and smoke bongs. Um, <laughs> Is that that's at your four thirty, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that yeah, that's four thirty in the morning. <laughs> uh, wow, yeah, no, I, I, I and idle hands are the devil's plaything. Yeah. so it's like you know you're just got to keep that. Yeah, so energy. it's it's ooh. it's a um, it's a balancing act, you know. Yeah, and I'm always trying to refine it and learn things from other people. Same with practice. Like I'm, I'm very fascinated with how other drummers and other musicians practice, and how often they do it, what they do. Um, it just fascinates me. Because hmm. um, I will try to tweak my practice as often as I can, because it's, again, it's always a battle. I don't want to do it. Um, I enjoy it while doing it, but I'm also glad that you're saying this on mic because I feel like there'd be a lot of people listening to this to be like, 
Oh, good. He does. He doesn't want to. Yeah, no. <laughs> Who wants to do it? <laughs> Some, sometimes you do, yeah. totally. But sometimes you do not. And it's like the gym, you know. Sometimes you're like, I could get down there, but other times it's like, I couldn't think of anything worse yeah. than going to the gym today. Like, yeah. I just want to eat donuts. And... There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to eat donuts all the time. But it's, it's. I guess that's the difference between, like, motivation comes and goes. It's, it's very flippant. Mm. But you just got to stay focused and disciplined and just turn up to work. Whatever your work is, you just got to turn up. Mm. Um, and, you know, I want to be a death metal drummer. So fucking turn up to work and play the blast beats. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, uh, I feel like we've, uh, we've, co- we've covered through a lot of this already, which is fantastic. Um, oh, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up uh, Neil Pert. How do I say it? Pert? Pert. <laughs> Neil Pert Neil from Pert. Rush. Mm. Uh, obviously, him passing away. Like, was he a big influence on you in drums, drum wise? Like, oh, of course, um, one of the many. You know, he's, mm. who were uh, your guys? Who were your drum guys like growing up? Like, who did you look up to and were like, whoa? First one was Lars from Metallica. Mm. The dude gets so much shit talked about him, but he's he one. Of, he's really one of the most influential players of all time. I'm not going to say he's the best. In what way was he influential? Just because... Because he's reached so many fucking people. Yeah. And inspired so many people to pick up sticks. The only reason I play is because I had a poster on my wall of Metallica from the And Justice For All tour. And I had a picture of his white Tama drum kit on there. I was like, wow, that's sick. Wow. Uh, And that's all I wanted to do was learn Metallica songs. Yeah, and so then he, he was the, the tab book and gave it to your brother you and made him play guitar. There we go, the binge and purge tab book. <laughs> so okay, so so Lars starts, and then who are the people that like from there? Like when um, did like when did Rush or other like real technical kind a of l- a little bit there? later? So this is pre-internet where it's not instant. You have to search for everything. Yeah, I don't remember what that's like anymore. It's wild. <laughs> uh, it was it, it was cool because when you found something, it was fucking magical. Mm. It was like, whoa. So first Lars and then Vinnie Paul. It's like, whoa. I thought Lars was good, but this guy's fucking better. Yeah, and he wears a sweet hat. Yeah. I didn't see the pictures because we didn't have oh, the internet. No, yeah, right. Shit, this is terrible. <laughs> I didn't know what they looked like. Yeah. Uh, and then actually I got into a lot of Australian bands um, so in the in the extreme metal realm uh, bands like a Bremelin who, you play, who you play for now, which, which is, is wild <laughs> like cool I've ripped all my shit off Ewan their, their old drummer so now you can just play it <laughs> yeah yeah um, that's awesome I was yeah heavily influenced by Ewan from a Bremelin uh, Matt Skitz from Damaged any of these players that were doing crazy stuff. Uh, and then when you get a little bit more pocket money, you buy more death metal CDs. <laughs> so you're finding bands like Morbid Angel, Suffocation, uh, Death. Um, and then at the same time, I'm also getting lessons from uh, Jeremy Simpson. In, um, he's a, a teacher from Hobart, really great drummer down there. Uh, he's more a jazz style so he was giving me a lot of other drummers to check out mm. uh, a lot of the I guess more session players like Vinnie Colliuta Dennis Chambers Simon Phillips um, so then my yeah my 
this probably would have been about 15, 16 years old. I'm starting to see these, see and hear these other players. Mm. Um, and is, if, would you only see those guys if you went to like a music shop and there was like posters of them on the wall? Like or if, I bought, if I bought the, the drum VHS. I'd buy a lot of oh. the VHSs, yeah. So what's a, what was what was on a drum VHS? Like, was it them just... Same as on a drum DVD, but it's not, not a VHS. What's on a drum DVD? Talk to me. Like, is it um, just... Is it like aerobics Oz-like style, but with, like, drumming? Like, perfect, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's... There's a combination of, you know, there's just performance ones. Yeah. It's just drummers playing drum solos, <laughs> which is sick. Uh, and that then sounds like a nightmare for anyone no, who's killing the drums. Uh, and just look what he's doing at this bit. Like, oh, yeah, okay. And then you've got, uh, yeah, educational ones, like the aerobics or style. Yeah, like um, a, that sounds great, actually. It's, like, a, it's just like a, a, it is a virtual drum lesson. Yeah, this uh, this drummers. Now, now the clips are smaller on YouTube and it might be a five-minute clip. Um, and a drummer might, they might put out a weekly clip. But I guess back then, the thing was you'd do an educational release, <laughs> let's say, and it could be an hour or two hours long. And that's... It's a the lifetime, the lifetime's work for a lot of these players. So you're just getting this like masterclass. straight injection. Yeah, of it's just like, like a, yeah, yeah. masterclass. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, so you could probably YouTube all that stuff for sure. Yeah. <laughs> would I would I find much value out of that as a hundred percent Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna take some lessons from that. Some crazy hairstyles and <laughs> some <laughs> sick shoes and leather pants. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. If you have a short list, maybe you can send them to me. I can put them in the Virgil Donati. <laughs> oh, there <you laughs> Obsessive go. Rhythms from like 91. Um, yeah, great. So so when it comes to, I, I guess, bringing it back to like Rush and things like that, mm. like, yeah, so that's how you got introduced to the people that have like all the toms and all the symbols yeah, and totally. gong at the background. Totally. And- so I was probably introduced to Mike P- Portney first, who pretty much got everything, you know, he's like a... Mini Neil Pert, I guess mm. you could say. Dream Theater, when he was in it, they were kind of, I guess, carrying the the Rush torch yeah. in that progressive realm. So I was introduced to him first, and then you just read it in interviews. It's like, who's this Neil Pert guy? And then you check it out. Like, oh, okay, everything makes sense now, you know. So of course he's one of the the greats. Was one of the greats. Um, Of course, it's tragic that he passed, but everyone's going to pass. And I think I think the wonderful thing was, it, yeah. he was he was amazing till the end, and he carried through with such grace and poise, and uh, he was, yeah, just a true icon of a true craftsman. Yeah, a master craftsman. And and you're right. It's funny. Like uh, I was never a huge Rush fan, but because of his passing away, it's kind of sad. But now that's the time when I can like get in and like yeah. watch the doco and you yeah. Know, and it's 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 definitely it's, well. It's sad and tragic for his family and friends. I personally didn't know him, but you guys are all drummers don't know each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like yeah, it, controversially. Uh, <laughs> I guess it slightly bothered me that people were saying how personally devastated they were. It's like, I don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> like, you don't know their family. You don't know what they're going through. Yeah. I, I know this person was probably an icon and a legend to you, but, you know, just cherish what he was. 
yeah and not try to get sympathy for something that you don't really deserve you know it's it's, it's very well said actually you're totally right and i think that there are ways you can go around that like yeah. if you are feeling upset because that happened you can post that but it doesn't need to be totally. about yeah yeah there was oh, the name escapes me uh josh freeze did the best tribute as soon as the news was you know unfortunate news broke he just posted a clip of him air drumming the drum solo of tom sawyer it's like perfect that was it perfect <laughs> That's all that needs to be said. Nothing. <laughs> just, yeah. Just some air drums. Just, well, he, note perfect air drums of one of the best drum performances ever. So that's the best tribute, you know? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Mel uh, is in the room producing the show right now, and she's mentioned <laughs> that uh, you guys were, when she was doing drum lessons with you, you guys played through that song. Is we that did, right? yeah, yeah. When are you coming back to do it again? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a couple of years. Uh, uh, practicing starting right now. <laughs> I've got to practice it starting right now. Yeah, it's, a, it's Tom Sawyer. It's one of the songs that you can play it for ever and never quite master it. Oh, really? That was one of the things that Neil Pert said. It's like he wrote the fucking thing. <laughs> he played it probably every night on tour. Yeah. And it was still one of the biggest challenges, which is awesome. It's amazing, you know. Yeah. It's he was still striving to till the end. To perfect his art. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like that sometimes with technical death metal, like playing old psychroptic songs? Do you ever like struggle to to play some of that stuff as well? Like, is that um, a challenge? The same. It's way? always a challenge. You yeah. Know, all the stuff is always a challenge. Um, yeah, you can't be complacent about it. And <laughs> I never get off stage going, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I nailed that." Yeah. It's yeah, unfortunately it doesn't work like that. <laughs> It's it's good to know as well because again I think a lot of listeners might be happy to know you're human and you know still struggle through some of that stuff because you just, struggle with everything. You look so, but when you play, you're just like you're just cruising. Like you never. Look no, I'm like not you're, just cruising. <laughs> I don't know. Barely keeping. Yeah. It's like I see other drummers and you can you can see the exhaustion or you can see the kind of but you're always just kind of there doing your you know like. Yeah, it's. But inside you're dying essentially. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> There's a lot of maintenance that has to. He's all the jogging trainings kicking in. And yeah. Just... And, you know, if I, if I don't play for a week, you can feel the rust. Really? Yeah, yeah totally. Whoa. Totally. It creeps up real quick. But it comes back very quickly as well. Um, but that first day back, it's like, whoa. Wow. Am I even a drummer? <laughs> I am I'm a hack. I am a imposter. Um, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, producing the show. Thanks, Mel. Um, so, like, when, when you are playing, like, tell us about your process. Like, is there a click going on? Like, h- how do you, like, how does Psychroptic... Let's, let's use Psychroptic Psycho- as an yeah, example because yeah, okay. you've got too many other bands you've already mentioned. But the main, the main event there. So, what's happening there on stage when you guys are playing? Um, so, I've got a... It's quite a simple setup. Um it's as <laughs> for some people it's not really simple but for other people it's very rudimentary and very basic so we we run backing tracks click tracks from a laptop so mm-hmm. i've got a mac laptop and that just lives next to you on that lives next, next to me yeah yep yeah. yeah. so i <clears throat> will trigger off every song and that will count us all in 
uh, well, essentially, yeah, me, count me in, <laughs> and then I have to count the other guys in, which occasionally I forget. Oh, really? It's happened once or twice. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, I had one job. So that's essentially, so there's like um, a direct input going into like the, the PA or whatever, and that's going to play the backing stuff, but then yeah. there's a click for you. Yep, yep. And then that's just that like tick. That's the one. Yeah, right, cool. That's so that's it's playing in your ears at all times. Yep, so in my ears, I, I will play along to a click and I will play along to actually the album guitar tracks. Oh. So I don't listen to the rest of the band. I just listen to the click and the album guitar tracks. That that seems... A li- is that a little unorthodox or do other drummers do stuff like that? Well, um, no, other, other players do. Um, excuse me. Um, <laughs> yeah, like some players will just have the click and maybe they'll listen to the live guitar and other players will actually just play along to their albums. I've toured with a few drummers that they literally just play to the album, which is, which is cool as well. You know, whatever works for you. Cause it's always a battle. <laughs> <laughs> so as you said, some people do the whole album. You're just doing click and guitar. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What is it about? Like, <clears throat> why do you need the guitar in there, or why is that? Why is the album too much? Like, is it you know? At what? Where do you sit on that spectrum in the middle? Why do you sit in the spectrum in the middle? Uh, I guess just guitar and just click. It's super raw. <clears throat> I can focus in on it and get super tight to that. So I'm trying to lock in to the guitar because mm. it's very. Um, you know, Joe's a very precise and very. Um, intricate player talented yeah <laughs> uh, so I, I really need the articulation so I can keep it together yeah yeah right and I don't want the distractions so if I'm playing along to the guitar tracks from the album and the click it's the same every day every single show I'm hearing the same thing so that consistency hopefully reflects with the consistency in, in my playing yeah. or, or you know it hopefully goes hand in hand you, you you talk about you know live playing like <clears throat> it's a distraction you know like is it, is it is it like that like if you were to hear the live mix you might start thinking about other things and then you'll get distracted by the drums and you oh, stay yeah. focused is that essentially what it's for uh, I can control it so it's the same it's because you've got so many other things going on in the live environment you know it's when you're in the rehearsal space there's no one around it's everything's perfect you got everything set up there's no distractions uh if you're not warmed up enough you can warm up more uh, it's just very comfortable and there's mm. no outside factors the live game is completely different <laughs> everything's almost on fire and falling apart all the time so you're just battling against that so whatever you can do to bring you back and keep you f- focused and centered on the music use it so yeah. the um, consistency with the tracks, oh, I know they're, they're going to be the same and I know my mix is going to be the same every day. I can control that. Everything else, let's, let's try to keep up. Yeah, wow. And is that how does that go for Ruins, Bremelin, King? Like, are you doing a similar thing to that or do you play, like, do you feel like you play differently or? Uh, I play slightly differently with every band. A Bremelin is just old school fucking death metal. No clicks. Let's just go, which I love as well. Um, so you're just in the, you're in the zone and you're playing with the band, like and it's yeah. I do have to remind myself I have a habit of 
rushing. That's what, why I like the click. It will hold me back. Mm. Um, sometimes you feel like you're chasing the click. Other times you feel like you're on top of it and the click's going too slow. Um, <laughs> so that if you've got that feeling, you know, maybe you, you, you know, you're playing ridiculously too fast or ridiculously too slow. Um, if you don't have it, so yeah, a bremelin, I will always have to remind myself of the tempos. So just calm myself down. And not get too carried away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not play too fast. Not play too slow. Just keep. Make sure it grooves because that's the thing. Mm. It's got a groove. Yeah, very good. All right, and then what about King? And what about Ruins? Like, are they um, similar? Different? Both those bands. I played at the click as well. Because there is backing tracks. Mm -hmm. um, and then it all syncs up when you press like spacebar or whatever it is to get it going. Spacebar, yep. And that's good. What program do you use to run the clicks and stuff? Is it like on your, like on your Mac? Like what, is it a specific program or? Yep, why can't I think of it? Um, <laughs> Ableton. Ableton. Cool. I knew it started with A. <laughs> and how does that... So once the click ends, it moves on to the next track and they're yeah. all kind of stacked so up? Yeah, like every track is its own individual thing. You just press start, press enter. Spacebar to stop uh, if you make a mistake or you just enter and it, it'll just run through to the end. Yeah. And then when it's time for the next song, enter again. Fantastic. They've, they've really made that as user-friendly as possible <laughs> in a situation. It has that, to be. You know, yeah. For me, definitely. Like That's something that Joe set up because he's a lot more technically able than I am <laughs> with musical programs. So he sets it all up and I just press enter. That's fantastic. Um, we're going to get to, I think we might get to the lightning round now before we move on to some of my last things. Mm. Um, are you ready to just power through a couple of quick questions for me? Let's go. All right. Well, one of them is what time did you wake up today? I know it's probably 4.30, so... Oh, yeah, it was, no, it was 4.15 this morning. <laughs> okay, right, we'll get to that. All right, so uh, Dave Haley, analog or digital? Digital. What time did you wake up today? 4.15. <laughs> Last thing you read or audio booked? Um, what's it called? I'm going to look at it. Great. We'll get back to that one. <laughs> we'll get back to that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was an oh. awesome one. I can't remember the name. Oh, is, this, is this through Audible? Yeah, Audible. I love Audible. Uh, Martin Gladwell. What was, it, what was it called? Something Strangers. Uh, Talking to Strangers by Martin Gladwell. And what was it about? Um, was it actually about Talking to Strangers? Yeah, it's just how we think we know people, but we don't know anything about them. Wow. It's awesome. Sounds great. Uh, what's your first memory? Uh, I can't remember what birthday it was, but a birthday of mine at our house. I must have been... Under two, because I can remember turning three. Really? Yeah. I don't think I can remember anything from being two. That's amazing. Mm. Must be something there. It was a cake involved. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, true. I'll probably remember that cake. Um, tea or coffee? Coffee. Last thing you cooked? Ma Marley Spoon last night. Oh. <laughs> I get the meal kits delivered, and it was halloumi burgers. Oh, nice. It was pretty good, yeah. Yeah. 
I've done a bit of I've done a bit of uh, Hello Fresh. You oh, know, Hello Fresh always, is good. Yeah, they yeah. always rope you with those like cheap, and you're like, actually, that, it's doing pretty that, good. Yeah, pretty cheap. I'll, I'll sign up for it's another. Good, week. I like it, and it's like I'm not going to look for those recipes ever. Yeah. So, so give it to me. Oh, cool. This is what we're having. Are you strike me as a kind of guy that you know, as you said, time is very important. You know, like having to figure out what you're going to cook versus like a thing in a it's bag. There. It's like yep. here it is. You're eating this tonight. It's like cool, cool, done. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm into that too. Yeah. That's why I like to just eat frozen meals that you're like it's already prepared like I already did it I don't have to think Done. about it don't worry about buying ingredients and stuff um, if you were reborn who or what would you like to be mm, the lightning round <laughs> um, I don't know um, let's come you back you just to come that. back as this google <laughs> note <laughs> there we, there we that's go a, yeah it's a great one no what, idea what inspires you I guess the finality of life and there's so much shit to get done and we can't get it all done so let's get to fucking work yeah oh man that's excellent uh, last record you played uh, what was I listening to just before you came I think it was Enslaved um, The Office here with Spotify and I just usually just put it on either random or new playlists or make mm. but I think it was an Enslaved album I'm going to, one of my things here I want to ask about the music you've been listening to lately because I feel like that might be for listeners a bit of a hint as to maybe what will be coming up in tour-wise or, <laughs> we'll or what you might like. So that's maybe. fun. We'll, we'll talk about that. I've in been a bit. actually listening to a lot of Obituary because <laughs> it was sick and I'm like, wow, that was sick. They are sick. There's a lot of people uh, listening to a lot of Obituary after the gig as well. Yeah. Which is, yes, you're, you're right. You got everyone stoked. Um, favorite piece of musical equipment? I guess it probably would be drums, but could you pick a specific part of the drum? I'd say a practice pad. Oh, I'd say a practice pad. Just very because, zen. You know, it's it's probably it's not the. Yeah, let's just say practice pad. Yeah, I love yeah. it. You don't need to. You don't need to explain any more than that. Mm. Um, last movie you saw. I'm not really a movie dude. Um, it's too much time. You could be spending doing other stuff. Well, like, I like know? see. I like TV series. Oh, if you're going to tell a story, tell me the fucking whole thing and make it in depth uh, but the last movie was what was it The Irishman I think it was oh yeah yeah. that was, that was pretty long too so <laughs> it was felt, like, long. felt like a TV show <laughs> I had to have a couple of breaks there it's like oof, savage while we're still here what was what was some TV that's been doing it for you lately if you're a TV guy have you been watching anything that's um, that's uh, I just finished The Expanse oh it's, yeah. a, it's not revolutionary but it was Okay. You like a bit of that sci-fi? I do like sci-fi. Um, I watch a lot of documentaries. Um, if I'm at the gym, I will usually watch a, a, a TV show. So it's like, well, if I want to watch it, let's fucking go down there and work out and watch it. And is that so you're on the treadmill while you're watching it? Or like, what do you I've do? been <laughs> using the stepper lately, which is my arch nemesis. Oh, yeah. I'd walk in there and I'd see people on it and be like, oh, pussy. And then I tried it myself. I'm like, oh, fuck. Are you talking like as in like the stair thing? That's, the stair yeah, master, yeah. Oh, dude. Savage that's... fucking thing. I, same thing. I used to think it was for girls who wanted nice butts. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no. That this thing, is savage. It ruins you. Like, yeah. I was like, I have to just get off after a few minutes. I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. And I put it really fast. I thought, yeah, no, I'll just like really. And it's like, yeah, it's, no, that's it. Yeah. You really got to. So I, I watch a TV show on that. It's usually 45 minutes and it destroys me. Whoa, you do it for the whole 45 minutes of a show? Like on the stairs? Fuck, that's crazy. 
Um, anyway, I'm getting distracted from this thing. Uh, this is more a rain than, as opposed to lightning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a, you know, it's just a, I just want to ask these questions for everyone that comes on now because it's fun. Um, who do you love? Um, most people, I guess. Yeah. 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 Like I, the opposite to that, it's like I don't really hate anyone either. Like that's a fucking brutal word. And when you think about it, it's like, it's a brutal thing as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Just love everyone. Most well, people. Most people. Varying degrees. <laughs> it's a spectrum. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> um, do you have any pets? Of course, yeah. We've got two rabbits and a cat. Yeah. How do they get on together? Do they get on all right? The rabbits get along. They're little buddies. And the cat ignores the rabbits and the rabbits ignore the cat. There's some sort of unspoken truce. So they, they pretend like each other isn't there. It's cool. Who came first? The cat. The cat. So the cat's like, you're bringing in these rabbits now. I've got to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's fine with it. She's a special little warrior. She's <laughs> survived cancer. She's just on and on. She's like, I think she's... 15 years old. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Kick ass. All right. Um, are you useful? Sometimes. That's a lie. You're very <laughs> useful. Uh, biggest fear? Like, uh, letting people down, I guess. My, I guess if you're talking about ultimate fear, it would be public speaking. Really? Yeah. Fucking... So you're not going to be doing a TED Talk anytime soon? No, no. Um, I, I've done some clinics, some drum clinics, drum workshops, purely f- for the fact that I was so terrified of doing it. And you force yourself to do it to kind yeah, of like... Just to do it. And cool. it's like, cool. I've done it. I don't have to fucking do it again. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's, it's very strange. I can perform in front of however many people. people. Yeah. yeah. What's, out, a, what's out, the biggest amount of people you've played to? Probably 30,000. Yeah. But you can't talk at a drum clinic in front of him? I can't talk in front, I can't talk in front of more than like five people. I don't <laughs> like being... I don't like being the centre. Yeah. You just like keeping the rhythm at the back. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Uh, famous last words. Is there any? Is there any? You've already said what was that thing before? If you panic, you're fucked. Yeah, if you panic, you're fucked. Um, Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, probably. Ah, oh, should be right. It never fucking is. <laughs> it never is. Yeah. If who's saying should be right at? Oh, just like a, if if you're that blaser about something. Ah, oh, don't worry about it. Should be right. You sure. <laughs> I'm not that phrase has come up a few times here and there <laughs> she'll be right <laughs> that's good um, anime or Disney uh, anime but with a caveat <laughs> yeah I mean I don't, I don't watch much but you know you, you rather go Japanese yeah, I have been to well, I've been to Disney Disney Sea in Japan. So <laughs> best <laughs> both <laughs> best of both worlds. How was that? How did you enjoy your time there? Yeah, it was killer. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah.
Are you Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek, definitely. Yeah. Star Wars is overrated. (laughs) What a fucking poor narrative, average stories, and really bad acting a lot of the time. Wow, you're gonna upset some people. There's gonna be some people. Cool. (laughs) Awesome. Great. Take take it up with you next time they see you for a show. Do you like Star? Do you like Star Wars? Well, I always joke that if I was asked this question, I'd say Doctor Who because like that's that's more my zone because it's okay. like yeah, yeah. you know I like, can see that Star Trek's cool and Star Wars is cool, but like Doctor Who's where it gets all weird and they start messing with time. You start like, that's you get, cool. and there's so much more room for retconning in Doctor Who, whereas yeah. with Star Wars, it's like oh we got to invent this thing. Like how do you how do you then bring more stuff into the universe? Whereas mm. like Doctor Who, you can like cram fifty more years worth of shit in, and it's like. No one ever bats an eye. Like, oh, he just changes into a new guy. Now cool. he's a girl. Now it's a this. It's like, you know, I like, I like Go room, for it, yeah. room to move. Yeah. So thanks for asking. Yeah. I did actually like the, the... I'm terrible with names. The last Star Trek series. It was came out last year. Uh, Discovery. Yep. And like, there's a Picard just came out on I've Amazon. Floor. I've watched the first two episodes of that. And how are you finding that? You like yeah, it? I mean, don't know yet. Don't know yet. But I did like Discovery. That yeah. was, I thought that was killer. I didn't, I didn't watch that. A lot darker than usual Star Trek. Yeah. And do you think that's to try and appease the fans who like wanted to like, or not appease the fans because I think the fans are really fickle, much like anyone in sci-fi. But like, do you think it's they were trying to push it for more of like a, an audience to appreciate instead of it being so bright and kind of? Um, I guess it's just a di- different take on it, you know. Mm. Um, whatever the one was b- before it, I've erased from my memory. I can't oh, even Enterprise. Think, uh, Dog shit. The one from like with um had the guy from Quantum Leap in it. Is that the one you're talking about? The, the one that 90s? had the terrible intro music. <laughs> it sounded like a bad '80s rock ballad. Oh yeah, wow. everything about it was just shit. But you watched so you watched Star Trek like in like were you next gen or were you original series? Like did you watch any of that? Oh, next out? gen, yeah, yeah. Voyager. Uh, but I probably actually liked. Again, whatever the one last year was. <laughs> Terrible Discovery. with names. Discovery. <laughs> that one. Yeah. Jules gives me um, a lot of shit for not being able to remember the names and... Of just things in general? No, or only Star pa- Trek Particularly shows? Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> um, but things in general. And she says, you say, arm and butt too much and arm and butt and... Oh man, we're on a podcast. There's going to be so many ums and butts in this thing. Like, let's not keep track. Um, are you Autobots or Decepticons? Ooh. Probably Decepticons. Yeah. Good. Yep. That was. Um, yeah. yeah. Did you have any toys growing up? I did. I did. Which ones uh, did you have? My brother had. Is it Stars? Starscream? Yeah. The, which one was the stereo? Oh, um, Soundwave. Soundwave. He had that one. I wanted that one. That's appropriate for you yeah. guys, isn't it? <laughs> but that was my older brother. Had oh, that one. <laughs> he had that one. He had that one. I think I had Bumblebee. Not good ones. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't we weren't spoiled, so we had the yeah. You only had the, <laughs> the, the bootleg tra- ones, <laughs> generic ones. Uh, are you more of a Batman or a Robin? I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> you, you're, you're, you, you plan a lot. I think you're definitely a Batman. Who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Uh, Did you have a favorite? Did you watch it growing up? Did you maybe play Shredder. Oh yeah, there we go. Dude. If, if you can say Doctor, if you can say Doctor Who, I can say Shredder. You, you can totally say Shredder, and people 
listening going, oh, yeah, good answer. <laughs> he looks fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Still looks great. And Kerrang. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, what movie could you watch every day and not get sick of? Uh, don't know. Don't know. Some Star Trek, probably. Probably not. <laughs> probably, <it's okay. laughs> probably not. Um, yeah, you're not a movie guy. Not you, really, no. What about a series? Is there a series you've watched a couple of times because you like loved it and you wanted to go back in that world? Yeah, that comes back to the... I don't reminisce much. I don't yeah. go back. Yeah. Series that definitely kicked my ass recently were Ozark. That blew my mind. I was like, this is sick. Um, Breaking Bad, but everyone... He's into that. Yeah, I was going to say, did, did, did Ozark fill the Breaking Bad hole in your heart? Oh, I thought it was, it was better. I thought it was way better. Really? Yeah, wow, totally. huge yeah. call. You're making a lot of huge calls in this podcast, people. Cool. You know, they're going to come talk to you after this. They can disagree. It's cool. They've got their own opinion <laughs> and I've got mine. Excellent. Now, Ozark's up to like, what, season three now, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. And, and it just... Keeps, I don't think... Uh, it's is not it out yet, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I haven't seen it out. Mm. I only watched the first season and I was like, I'll get back to that. And mm. then I just, because in my head it was like, it filled the Breaking Bad hole. Yeah, it escalated very quickly. Oh, okay. I'll have to get back. And last one, what country do you want to visit the most? But I feel like you've been to a lot of countries. Maybe one your parents have been to that you haven't been to, I guess. Mm. Uh, the country I would go back to the most would probably be Iceland. I've been there a couple of times and it's wild. I just love it there. Do want to get to South America? I know that's not a country, but just in general, um, love to get there. Have you ever been there? Have you played there? Never, never. How many times have you been asked to come to Brazil? <laughs> Always on the Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> in the comments. Uh, we might be going this year. Really? Yeah. So finally, they can be just like, yes. come to Brazil. And say, yes, we are. Yay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. About it. So all that Facebooking has worked for those Brazilians. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go anyway. Just play it. Pay our, pay our plane tickets and we'll turn up. Fantastic. All right, cool. Lightning round over. They're going to get longer and longer and I'm going to add something in there uh, based on this conversation as well. So if you think of something you'd like to ask all the future guests, let me know. Otherwise, oh, okay. just, it'll be based on the conversation that we've had. Okay. Oh, one thing I loved that you said in the previous podcast was that you started listening to metal, but then you got into Pantera and Slayer and you said, what am I becoming? <laughs> like, <laughs> do you... Obviously, you don't reminisce too much. You don't think about that. But do you ever think about the ramifications of, like, the mutation that heavy metal has done to you? Like, you also said you hadn't had a haircut since you were 14. Yeah. Um, well, and not... It hasn't gone down in length besides trimming, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tiny little trims. So you got split ends. So, so you do... Oh, so you do trim. That's good to know. Someone else trims. I don't. <laughs> but but when you... Like, the, the, this, this quote of what am I becoming is such a great... That's such a great quote. Like... Do you think about that still now, like where you were going and how this, like, what, like, it's, it's... I think what next a lot. Yeah. You know, as soon as, especially when you do something that's on your bucket list, you know, one of them, I guess, in the promoting world was bringing out Emperor. That was a bucket list. Now, after we did that, it was like, yeah, what next? What do we do next? <laughs> um how long do you so, revel in the joy of like, I brought out Emperor and I got him to sign all my stuff and... That night and then the next day you go back to work. Wow. You don't have like, you don't schedule in like a day off to just kind of like soak it all in, have a sleep in, don't get up at four o'clock. 
No, I mean, usually it's on the weekend, so maybe I'll sleep in a little bit longer. Um, <laughs> 4.30, 5 o'clock. Yeah, something like that. Um, you, you can't, you can't. As soon as you've done it, it's awesome. Whoa. Oh, I've stood, I've stood on the mic like that's why it's no. like, Maybe there's a sign that need to wrap this thing up or something because <laughs> the mic's falling over. Um, yeah, cool. So you just don't dwell. No, you, you can definitely be proud of your achievements and proud of everyone around you and what they've done. But if you're getting wrapped up, it's very easy to feed your ego. And as soon as you do that, you're fucked. Mm. Like, yeah, it's... How do you maintain that zen and not do that? Because in the position that you are within band world and within touring world, like it'd be pretty easy to take some of those pats on the back you know, a little bit more than you needed to. Like, how do you how do you keep the ego in check? Do something very physically demanding, you know? Running, exercise, something that's just going to obliterate it, you know? <laughs> uh, just something hard, something hard, something that you struggle with. You, know, you can always improve, you can always get, get better. And if you can't, maybe segue, find something else. You know, always challenge yourself. Um, wow. Yeah. So, uh, something, yeah, come back to Emperor, something like that. And like, every now and again, I'll be like, oh, fuck, we did that, that was sick. But then, it's, <laughs> no one else cares. You know, time doesn't stop. Yeah. That's, yeah, you still got to work. That's, um, that's excellent, actually. That's a really good way to think about things. And then every time you're not keep, potentially keeping yourself in check, do something that when you go, oh, yeah, yeah, I am human. I do need to run. I do need to yeah. knock the rust off my drum arms, you know, yeah. or whatever. And then yeah. you kind of bring you back down to, to reality, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there'd be times definitely when I, where I actually convince myself that I'm a lot busier than I actually am. <laughs> um but to what end? To like, to, for what reason that would you do that? Um, you know, everyone's like, "Oh fuck, I'm flat out, I'm busy as fuck. I'm just, you know, I've got no time in the world." It's like, really, really? Mm. Or are you just filling in some of these gaps with things you don't really need to be doing? Um, I will definitely catch myself doing that. That's why I said I like. I've learned to try to keep my schedule a lot clearer. Don't take all the meetings that you have to. Because then you are that person saying, I'm so busy, I've got all these meetings, yeah. and I've got to so go do this. Really? Are you you're just actually creating your own nine-to-five work realm that everyone else bitches and moans and wants to get out of? Um, and I'm talking to myself here. It's like if you're fortunate enough to not be in that and be able to work around it, so give it the respect that it <laughs> deserves. Yeah. You know? And if you're not busy, well, fucking go and do some more practice. Yeah. You know, go, and, go and do something to better yourself. Yeah. That's great advice. Um, uh, ooh, I want to know about your diet. What do you... What ooh, do you like to- don't take my dietary advice. <laughs> so one... I was going to say, with someone who runs and drums and all this <clears> stuff, like, do, are, you, are you eating well or do you not eat well? I like, eat okay. Oh, okay. okay. I eat okay too. I feel, um, I feel okay about that. I eat a lot of dog shit. Because like, a lot on, of, and especially if you're doing tour, yeah. like, it's a hard life. I to, actually eat better on tour. 
Really? How do you yeah. do that? You got like you got um, some platters made for you or something? No, no, just the routine. So, uh, particularly in the US, where we can, uh, we're traveling in an RV. Uh, there's a fridge in the RV. We're doing, doing a lot of fresh cooking, a lot of smoothies, uh, eating a lot of exactly the same thing, but good food. Yeah. Um, trying not to eat too many takeaways. Yeah, because so, that's such a hard thing with tour life. It's just yeah. like, oh, you're on the highway. You may as well just like... So we'll actually work out every day on tour as well. We hit the gym, shower, go to the gig and just repeat it. So it's... Forces it's, you to kind of stay into that yeah, zone. Yeah, and then so you, a lot of the times I'll come back not initially I used to come back a lot fatter but the last few tours when we got into the just a healthier cycle um, definitely come back healthier yeah. wow yeah but at home get a little bit lazy get the menu log uh, I have a burger tonight I'll sort it out tomorrow you go for a run in the morning and yeah. burn it off it'll be fine that's um, what I tell myself. <laughs> so it looks like based on this, we've covered we've covered a day in the life, we've covered diet, routine, that kind of stuff. I also want to know about, yeah, music you've been listening to lately. You said Enslaved before was on before. What else have you been listening to? Is it always is it always extreme metal or like... No, 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 it? no. Um, predominantly metal, but I'll listen to... Um, yeah, a lot of the... Uh, I do quite like the, the dark synth wave stuff that's coming up. Yeah, so Turbator. Ba ba ba. Yeah. So that that was great. And he, yeah. You know, that was. It must have been great for you to see that you brought him out. That's his. Was that the second time? Second time, time yeah. yeah. So did you. The first time bringing out a synth wavy kind of thing, was that a. Did you feel like there was a bit of a risk? Or yeah. You, uh, me and Brad talked extensively about it. And we were just like, this 100% is a roll of a dice. And so mm. we even kind of figured out, say, moving forward, you know, maybe we do every two or three tours or three or four tours, we take that chance with the oh. unknown roller dice on it. Um, and then hopefully, best case scenario, all the other tours will kind of prop up the ones yeah, that you know, you, financially. There's, there's, there's kind of the known ones and then there's definitely the unknown. So initially, the first tour, that was the wild card. Mm. We're like, fuck, is anyone going to turn up? Um, I was actually overseas, so I didn't, I didn't get to see it the first time. So Saturday night was my first time seeing the guys. It was awesome, yeah. 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 And everyone seemed to be having a great time it's too. Great. Like, the vibe is killer. Um, no complaints. And the lighting, who who set up the lighting for that? Was there, That was them, yeah. That was, was that them. all programmed to like MIDI or was it was too yeah. well synced up? It was amazing. Yeah, it was like, all, all all program and synced. Yeah. Um, it was wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great show. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. So that's good. So so hopefully some more risks risks coming or not risks, but uh-huh. like taking a chance. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like that that's always been in what we do I guess there's well. always a risk you have to no matter yeah, what. yeah even the even the, the known ones can come back and bite you in the ass in what you just way don't. do you mean like just no one shows up or yeah, you just you lose money yeah and if you lose money all the time you don't have a business anymore <laughs> unfortunately sadly that's how business work unfortunately that's how it works <laughs> capitalism <laughs> so what are the uh not to say like I'm looking for any scoop or anything for what bands you want but is there any other things when you're saying trying like what what kind of genres or what kind of things would you like to do a bit more under the new you know the new banner um i think it's always going to be heavy music focused um we did recently we did a show for Liebark, which yeah that was again that's our risk we're like i don't know if this is going to fucking work who knows 
Who knows? Uh, in the end, it was okay. The, the show was amazing. Um, mm. Definitely in the risk category, you know. Uh, but you, you need to have that and offset it with something like obituary where it's like, wow, it's cool. Everyone's coming. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Everyone's coming and having a good time. Excellent. Um, so it'll always be heavy, potentially a little bit more synthwave uh, stuff Like now. We have definitely talked about... Um, yeah, never in public, but uh, potentially stuff outside of music as well. Oh, yeah. What, yeah. what would that even entail? Can you give me? Can like, I think our audience is listening right now? His head's going to spin. Could you give point us in a direction of like um, what that means specifically? Like, I won't. It's still in the idea generation phase, so cool. We've definitely been discussing. Uh, I, I guess more in the say education slash sharing knowledge realm you know it's very up your alley based yeah. on everything we've talked about yeah. yeah just the shit that we're interested in that's yeah. that's shit that we're interested yeah, in yeah cool I don't know I thought you could have said like I don't know kung fu lessons or something like <laughs> you could have said anything, <laughs> anything dude like <laughs> maybe I don't know who knows yes that's in an IG w- generation phase too whatever we're uh, interested in yeah <laughs> very cool um and oh, I guess the last one is what kind of podcast you listen to? Because you're a podcast guy, right? Like, yeah, yeah. What are you listening to, and what can people, you know, you're into knowledge and stuff like that. Like, are there any good podcasts that you like? Um, that- I guess my standard go-to one for and for millions around the world, the Rogan podcast. Yep, I love it. It's, you know, always such a diverse range of guests. On Who are there. your favorite kind of guests when they're on Rogan? Like, do you like the sciencey kind of dude? Yeah, yeah, I like the sciencey ones. The ones. It depends what mood I'm in, you know. Um, but definitely the sciencey ones, and then from that I've found other podcasters. But um, I did like the Tim Ferriss podcast, again more knowledge base, and then a couple of business ones. Oh yeah, because you studied business at at school, is that right? Uh, I've I've got a bachelor of business, majored in marketing. As soon as I got to the end of it, I was like, I never want to work in a fucking office. <laughs> never want to work. This is horrible. Uh, but I did learn a lot. But I was about to say, yeah. so, and then what's changed in the world of business from when you studied to listen to these podcasts now? Like, is that helping you, like, with... with? I just like stories. Like, fuck, how'd you do that? Like, what got you into that? So it's not really... It's not about how to yeah. learn how to be good at business. It's, it's like, make $2 trillion. Like, I don't care. It's like, how did you do that? Like, what path did you take to create this or set this up or, you know? Um, it's the same thing as I'm always fascinated with people's practice routines. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Like, show me what you're doing over there. Give us a look. Um, just the insight into how other people do things. Yeah, because then you can take that on and mutate it in your own Probably, way to, yeah. to, to, to yeah, do good for you as well. Yeah, yeah. So a few of those ones, It again, depends on... Whether I'm walking, whether I'm driving somewhere, whether I'm cleaning up, depends, you know, what I'm listening to. Just quickly, what are the music you listen to when you're cleaning up, like, or the podcast listen to? Like, does it have to be specific? No, it doesn't have to be specific, but, you know, um, it could be, maybe I want to listen to something funny while I'm vacuuming the floors. (laughs) (laughs) And are you using, have you got, like, big can, like, headphones, or you got, like, in-ears? Just little in-ears, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that doesn't drown out when you're doing the vacuum. Just turn it up. It's really bad for my ears, but you just turn it up. 
Excellent. All right. Well, we're we're sitting at nine thirty, mate. Your bedtime was a little while ago. Well, yeah. So <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time out. And uh, anything you want to plug? Anything coming up that you want to talk about before before we bail? Oh, the new band. Yeah. Yeah. Can Got you a... talk about the new band? I can. Yeah. It's a band called Werewolves. Um, low IQ death metal. It's brutal as fuck, and that's the only agenda. Is this because of after the obituary tour, you were like, we got to start them? No, we. This happened before that. Before that. Before that. Uh, we, we started it in June, had the album done by July, signed a record deal by August. <laughs> what? And have already finished, well, halfway through album number two. So the first album will come out in April. I was just about to say, wait, hold on, did I miss this? Or was nah, it you? it's not out yet. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in Werewolves? Is this, is this like a, have you pulled a team? Who, who, did someone recruit you or did you start? Um, so me and Matt Wilcock from, uh, Matt plays in the Bremelin, used yep. to play in Akakok. Yeah. Uh, he works just around the corner <laughs> and we share a love for a particular cafe that's about 200 meters away. So we have lunch quite often and it came up in conversation that he wanted to write, he's like, I just want to see if I can write an album in a couple of days. <laughs> and five days later, it's like there's nine songs. All right, cool. I'll go and record them next week. <laughs> um, and then we got Sam, who used to be in the ber- Berserker. Um, he's like, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll sing on it. And he recorded his parts and there we go, done. That was it? Just the three of you guys? Yep. <clears throat> wow. Like, if I can just get to it, get it done. Uh, and that's been the... The ethos of the band <laughs> it's it's been killer it's like wow we've, album number two is almost it's, done yeah it's like the personification of your mind is that time is just running out just you just gotta get, get it, it done. done and it's the funny thing is it's actually really good fantastic yeah. alright we'll put a link up when it's ready when you say it's coming out uh, it's gonna get released um, April cool April I won't say what label and all that stuff just no yet. that's okay I'll let them have the announcement but yeah it's coming out soon. <laughs> share a link once it's up. That's very exciting. Again, thank you for coming on the show, man. Thank you very much. All right. Hello. Welcome to the Post Ramble. Um, I am recording this. This is actually kind of exciting. This is the first time I'm recording anything in my new sanctum. I think I'm going to call it. That's a pretty good word. Uh, I am setting up a little study in my new house. Just finally moved back up to Melbourne, feeling very excited it's an exciting time it's a time of change and uh it's super cool to be in this new sanctum coined by my friend bala thank you for that word bala that's a fantastic word um for anyone who plays video games you can check out the game sanctum and sanctum 2 really good tower defense with a blend of like first person shooting which is awesome anyway i'm here i'm recording in the sanctum and i'm hoping that uh, a lot of future episodes now that i'm back in melbourne will be in here um i hope the sound sounds really good and I hope it continues to sound good for the future of this show. Um, luckily, though, we did get to go to Dave's office at his house and record that one there. <laughs> we had a little setup. We put like a plastic tub on top of uh, my mic case thing and then stood the mics on top of that to do the episode, which is why at one point my mic falls over. <laughs> so if we record from now on in the sanctum, we shouldn't have those problems. It should be nice. I'm going to get a nice table for it. It'll be excellent. So. Yeah, but it was lovely to be in Dave's space and see all those tour posters and see all the kind of work that he's done. I mean, he is a musician first and foremost, but to supplement that by doing tours is a really cool way to do it and 
to have all those posters lined up in frames on the walls was really something special. It's kind of like Dexter, but instead of blood slides, it's like uh, <laughs> it's all these posters, some of them signed, which is super cool. Um, I was certainly motivated um, coming out of that podcast and you know driving home. With Mal, we were talking a lot about, you know, future plans for the show and, and things like that. And there's no way to be not motivated after talking to a guy like that and seeing all those things. So I'm hoping whatever you're planning in your life or whatever you want to change or whatever you want to get cracking on, you know, maybe this is uh, this is definitely a motivational podcast for sure. <laughs> I don't think we're going too far into the realm of motivation, but geez, you can't help but think mm, I could do something more. 30 minute timers or I could go to the gym more or I could run more or I could get up earlier you know 4.30 in the morning is very early but the way he kind of describes it it's like yeah maybe I could get more stuff done before people are even up you know so maybe I'll have to start setting some earlier alarms but uh, yeah I hope you really enjoyed the episode if you're a new listener uh, maybe go back and check out some of the earlier episodes specifically uh, Cam Roberts who works very closely with Dave in the whole Soundworks Direct um, new family, uh, find out kind of what his day-to-day is like working for Dave uh, on a lot of tours, which is very cool. Um, also, he's in sick bands and uh, it was a good episode as well. Uh, I'm hoping that since then I've edited out the time when we, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't had like a pee break and didn't cut it out of the episode. And since then I've re-edited it and uploaded it. So if you listen to it and you're a new listener, be like, is that on there still? Let me know. You can hit me up at, at fuck you tarot lady on Instagram, send me a message. Uh, like my posts when they come up I do three for every episode which is really nice it's nice for the little Instagram grid Um, it was really nice editing those images for Dave today and editing the podcast in the sanctum as there are still boxes and tubs and things everywhere but very soon it will be neat and tidy and organized and it's going to be a blast for whoever wants to come in and do a podcast in here and uh, for me just to play games in maybe I'll give sanctum a reinstall Um, anyway I hope you're all having a great week Uh, Thank you so much again for listening and I hope you really enjoyed it and we'll see you very soon for another one. Cheers.